Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today it's a WNR 495. It's NXT Update, and it's Halloween Havoc 2023. And there's no better person to be with me than our resident NXT expert and New Japan deity. It is, of course, Monty. And uh, before we get there, though, it's like I said, I have been spoiled recently when it comes to a few things. Uh, we have had so much good wrestling themes on us. Uh, and, of course, one of the uh, big... Will Ospreay basically being on a tear recently. Uh, his match versus Mike Bailey at Bound for Glory is my match of the year. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and, of course, at Royal Crest 3 versus Ishii, Shingo, Divas. And then Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, Will Ospreay has been just... Monty, this has been such a... We talk about this time of year, and Will Ospreay has been unbelievable, you know? Yeah, I've been spoiled. You know, I think I think that's what it is. I think when I'm looking at him and I see what he gets, gets a chance to do for so many other promotions uh, this year, when I, when I think about how many years I've been able to kind of just watch him in New Japan and watch him grow, it's been kind of cool to see that output spread to Impact, spread to AEW, spread to, like, America. And now you got rumors that he won't be in New Japan next year. He will be starting uh, working for, uh, you know, all of the wrestling possibly. And you know what that means. That means most likely he'll still be working everywhere else because they don't seem to stop people from working in other promotions for the most part. But we'll see. Maybe he'll be more exclusive. Either way it goes, for someone who kind of warned us that his – time doing this you know we kind of just have to appreciate it while he's doing it because of his, the, the injury list and all of that that he's been through at such a young age it's really really cool to see that for some reason that does not stop the, the pace that he <clears throat> has maintained over the last few years he's maintained an in, insane pace and uh you know again whether whether he's injured injured or not he still finds a way to be on the list of best wrestlers of the year every year. And he, like you said, that output that he's putting together, Mike Bailey, one of the best matches, the first like five-star rated match, I think in impact history, right. Or at least second, the one, first second, one in, in on. a long time, right. Since yeah. that, uh, is it because <laughs> was the Daniels match, the Daniels, Samoa Joe match five stars. That was that the other match. Yeah. That, the was, that was the one. Yeah. AJ, okay. Yeah. yeah that so that was, one, that was an awesome <laughs> match. Now I, I, I think now again, I think it's a little bit of lack of impact love. Impact is, Gets gets shitted on deservedly so in a lot of ways, but it was also I think it was more than that over the years, more than maybe that one match. But uh, you know whatever, it's by one man's opinion. This was an awesome match. It definitely deserved it. Like you said, Roy Quest. Now it's funny you say that's your match of the year. Please go check out when you get a chance. Now, again, so much wrestling. Just this early this morning, he had an awesome match at Power Struggle against Shota Umino. There a lot of people. Definitely thought was the match of that New Japan card that where he uh, defend, defended the uh, IWGP US and UK Championship. So, you know, yeah, uh, he's he's just unbelievable. I can't I can't say enough about how good he is. But like you said, we got so much fantastic wrestling everywhere that it's just it's, it's crazy that it's probably it's people. Do you understand that it's casual wrestling fan who probably have not seen any of these Osprey matches? <laughs> like. He, it's, it's crazy that he's so good to be to kind of be overlooked still. If you see what I'm trying to say, like that's the thing. But but you know, it's still it's amazing. He's awesome. Yeah, I'd say been really really good stuff recently. Uh, of course, we have got five episodes of NXT 
tea to catch up on, uh, which we will, of course, start October 3rd with no Murphy highlights. I mean, doesn't that seem like a long time ago now? Uh, Becky Lynch focused on the future, particularly wants to fight someone from the Women's Championship, like one of Halloween Havoc. I have came out to state her intentions, followed by returning Indy Hartwell, Fox and Perez, man books for a match style challenger. You see British Dog style book, Tyler Bay beat Gallus, Bridge arrived to even the odds, Lear Dragon off the NFT Championship win, Trick Williams arrived to thank Mad Dragon for helping find his confidence. Carmella Hayes then questioned why Trick was thanking everyone but him. Dominic Mysterio emerged, took Trick into being a fight with his own. Even after Mel explained, want to keep the judgment day out of action. Um, Elias did slip on the second rope, but has enough credit to be forgotten about. It looked like he was deadly offended by Mel Crescent's trick. I mean, their relationship has become great, hasn't it, really? Like the mutual respect of trick and Nia. Yeah, I love it. I love the, uh, the not, I love that that has kind of put a wedge, or you can kind of see the signs of a wedge between. Mellow and Trick kind of because of Ilya's meddling, even though I can't blame him. It wasn't really much meddling. He had a problem with Trick. They tried to settle it the way that, you know, straight up, and Trick gained Ilya's respect. It really shouldn't be a problem there. But, the again, uh, kind of going back to the reason why I believe Mellow is no longer champion at this time is because, uh, you know, he just hasn't really been on top of his game when it comes to a confident from a, from a confidence standpoint, is making him question Trick, and of course Trick is on the rise. Trick has become only he's become even more confident in himself, and he wants to assert himself as being more than just a you know a guy in Melo's corner. And you know again that these things uh, these things happen, especially as success comes, and that's what's going on here. When you have Trick as a champion, and you have Dragon off telling man, I love that, I love the line. It's like this is a conversation between champions, and it's just like <laughs> I kind of it cut deep, you know what I mean? It really hit, you know, not only was Melo the former champion, but to see that it's like, oh, okay, you know, this is what's going on. And but uh, it, it did also strike me that Melo came out there and was like you said, kind of tried to demand that, hold on, man, no Trick, what you thanking him for? Even though it was a valid reason, like Trick isn't wrong for thanking Dragon off. That match really upped. Uh, not only trick the viewpoint of trick through the fans' eyes, but I think it, it upped him. It upped him when it, when it comes to confidence and what he can do. So I mean, I, again, I just think it's very very smart storytelling and it's all logical. And it was a nice next next step in this feud. Now I will say this: Trick did, you know, like you said, you mentioned Don kind of baited him into it. But honestly, Trick it, he got baited into that a little too easy for me. That was the only thing about it. And once he did commit to like, oh, no, I don't need your help, Melo, I was like, yeah, it's trouble. It's trouble coming. But we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, it's just like, you know, baby faces, I will I will continue. There's a couple moments throughout these batches of NFT episodes where I just say, baby faces are just not smart. They just are not the smartest people, you know. Courage, resiliency, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But, man, are they kind of dumb. But we'll talk. I'll talk about that later when we get to uh, – Something happened towards the end of these episodes, but keep going. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, backstage, Ron Breaker told Melo that they were only two men in next. Love this, by the way. Each other. Um, yeah, well, this is said their relationship as well. Um, right. Has just changed a little bit when you consider kind of where they were as well. Um, Baron Corbin warned Dragon off later he was coming for the NXT Championship. 
That one contender, Indy Harper versus Lara Vakira versus Roxanne Perez. After competing the battle, Roxanne Perez called World Pop Rocks. But Canada James pulled a project out of the ring. Becky Lynch laid out James while Valkyrie hit Indy Wrestling with a diving splash to win. After the match, Tegan Knox appeared to remind Lynch she's going to go through her first. Um, there's a lot going on. And I think, especially with this update, there's a lot going on in the women's division as well, which can only be a good thing. Yeah, I love it. I love the involvement of everyone. I love uh, people kind of, whether they're pairing golf or whether it's kind of, you're putting a bow up on feud that's kind of being being set up or you have the, the tag division that we'll see later on in these batch of episodes. Like you said, it's been a lot of movement, a lot of activity. And I, I just think uh, a lot of that has to do with not only what Shawn, Shawn Michael, you know, not the booking, not only have the booking has been great, but if you really think about it, Becky Lynch's involvement in the women's division has just breathed not new life because I thought Tiffany was doing really, really good, but it's definitely taking the stakes and uh, taking everything up to a new level. A lot less uh, just petty story. It's a little bit of petty storytelling with a couple of feuds, but a lot more of this stuff is based on chasing championships and, you know, and trying to uh, assert yourself in the division. And I, I, I can appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I have no problem with that. Even, uh, you know, having a lot of the involvement of a Tegan Knox, of an Indy Hartwell, people who may be on the main roster but still have a stake or still trying to achieve something in NXT. Again, it's, again, it's, it's that overall feeling of NXT uh, being uh, another brand. Like, is it like is it developmental still in a lot of in some ways? Yes, you can definitely see that. But it's definitely starting to feel more like a, a, just a third weekly show. In the WWE umbrella, said it's um, it would be interesting to see kind of where they go. We saw Gigi Dolan beat Blair Davenport, uh, and of mm-hmm. course, uh, breakout tournament started as well we with go. NXT showing off the eight women in the tournament: Lola Vice, Danny Palmer, Arena Grace, Jada Parker, Shakira Jackson, Carmen Petrovich, Jordan, and Dame. First match: Carla Jordan beat Izzy Dame. She won with a split Megan Musol. I mean, she did all right. Uh, any, who's your pick in the breakout tournament? We did speak about it last time as well. Yeah, I think at the at the end, I told you that I can definitely predict the finals, which will be Kalani and uh, Lola, based on uh, not only their what the way they were presented before this. It's just my projections on uh, um, you know, the way they've looked. And yeah, and uh, my prediction overall was I, I think because I said Roxanne was a babyface last time. I said Lola Vice would probably be my pick to win it this year because she is of a, a heel. So, yeah, I just kind of went with that. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. We saw Electra Lopez and Lola Vice losing to Via Hale and JC Jane. Uh, I've noticed that Lopez has a great set of nails. So we'll keep right. an eye on that as we go along. I'm on uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, before the main event, Kamala Hayes announced he would face Bron Breaker next week, and John Cena would be in his corner. Vic Joseph also wow. confirmed Cody Rhodes would make a major announcement on the show. These back-to-back <laughs> announcements, obviously, uh, were to challenge AEW Dynamite, who is moving to Tuesday. Uh, but it's get it's only good for NXT, though, isn't it? You know. Yeah, you know. Uh, I, of course, you know. Some people thought it was a little little pity but honestly like i said i've said this in the past aw fans or some people people who feel like that was a petty move you have to make your mind up do you want do you think or do you believe aw is competition or do you don't want them to be competition because that's what you if you think it's petty 
then you sound like someone who do not want that to be competition. But when AEW takes shots or when something else happens, you your reply to other fans is, "Oh no, you know, we're you know when Triple H said they they're not competition, you you were aggravated about that." So it's like, <laughs> which one is it? You can't because again, you're getting treated like competition here, in my opinion, because they know, and, and it's not even just because you're AEW. I think. If any any wrestling show that's gonna pull around the same amount of viewership than NXT in this spotlight, I'm pretty sure they would have stacked the deck because you're pretty much the only not only are you on the not only are you on the same night, you're literally doing the exact same thing that they do, which is provide professional wrestling throughout the week. So it all it's all you know it's all it's all good gamesmanship in my opinion. But you're 100 percent right as far as NXT goes, and as far as people people like me and you who watch it on a weekly basis. It only made the show feel like a big deal, and I did, actually that was one of these shows. I didn't. I watched a couple of these shows live. Actually, I kind of got into the swing of catching them live, but I definitely was there, you know, uh, seven o'clock my time on the dot to catch that one live. So uh, it, I think it did its job by you know kind of building that hype the way it did. Yeah, I think without a shadow of a doubt. Um, we also. Then had the NXT North American Championship match, Trick Williams versus Dirty Dom. Ray Ripley arrived to back up Dom with Finn yeah, Balor and Damian this Priest. This one hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we <laughs> don't look dangerous throughout. Trick Williams will not stay down. Even Jaden McDonough to distract Trick. Balor blasted the title yeah. holder with a championship. Set on Mysterio for a fog splash to win. Um, I fucking told you. It hurts to be yeah, right. You told me. Um, but NXT yeah. does this a little bit too much, don't they? A little too much, yeah. And that's why, if you remember when you said that, I said that I wouldn't be surprised. I just would not, I just don't want that to be the outcome because, like you said, not only is it something that we've seen plenty of times from NXT kind of going back on the decision or doing something to kind of pop us or make us be surprised or shocked for a uh, PLE, but or whatever you want to call it, takeover, but then kind of reverting back for week to week television to kind of tell a different story or whatever it is. And again, it's fine. The only thing I took really, really away from this that kind of made me happy about it was if you really look at the grand scheme of things, it wasn't just a Dom Rhea Ripley type of distraction, regular victory like we've seen yeah. uh, before and after this. This he, It took the entire judgment day, including J.D., so... I did kind of take it. It was kind of like a okay. You kind of take that. You guys like you know what? That's kind of cool. Now I must say this also too. I don't care what your what my best friend tells me. Once four or five people come out, I still was kind of mad. I'm like Melo, at least come out there and get jumped. You know what I'm saying? Because I understand he told you don't. Or yeah, and I know later on they said he left, but I was just still kind yeah. of aggravated because I was like, again. <laughs> Come on, man. Like three or four people coming out there, not just real. Like, come on now. But it is what it is. Like I said, they did kind of give trick, you know, like like we we hate when certain yeah. people lose, but they look strong in the loss. That's one of them situations. Yeah, no, I suppose, you know, like um we you know the night ended with Paul Heyman announcing you've been Bron Breaker's corner to counter out the bloodline rival Cena <laughs> next week. I uh, thought you were gonna say Roman at first. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I can't believe it. Will be on the show. Like, really? But, <laughs> the, the crazy thing as well for that, uh, NXT drew higher total viewership than AEW Dynamite the week before. Right. So then everybody so, shit themselves, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like the ratings weren't like exactly. They were winning without the superstar that they kind of pulled up. So yeah, yeah it was just kind of like. 
you know, let's let's do it. But I, again, it kind of again, it kind of tilts my cap. It made me feel mm-hmm. great as someone who's watching NXT all the time to see the 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 fact that we can see me and you talk about it all the time. The product has gotten so much better. And then you can kind of see that in the overall viewership, yeah. whether it's because of Becky Lynch or whatever it is, the viewership we've just seen is kind of cool that that's kind of stayed constant. It wasn't just, oh, Becky's here, so let's do it one week and then it go right back down. No, they pretty much stayed in a similar range for a while now. So I, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think about that. But how would it fare head to head? The war begins next Mania, October 10th. Cody Rhodes starting the show and announced the return of the men's breakout tournament and Dusty Classic. He then told the NXT University he would be guest general manager for NXT for Tuesday's show. Ian Dragunov <laughs> arrived to show respect to the American Nightmare. Uh, and I tell you what, to see two guys suited and booted as well is quite nice. Yeah. Dirty Dom and Raya arrived and challenged the Mad Dragon. Rose made the next championship match official with guest referee LA Knight. I don't know where that came from, but still. <laughs> uh, Dragunov got to have birthday chance without having to say it was his birthday. But what I find weird is when you think about the journey even you and I have been on, like it's at this time of year, mm-hmm. you know, three years now, and seeing Cody on NXT, if you and I yeah. would have even thought of that three years ago, we would have been called crazy, you know? Yeah, like imagine, just just imagine if one of our end of the year or just like just a random prediction on a show, we're like Cody Rose will be on NXT in exactly three years. <laughs> <laughs> and like, come on, man. Like, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's like, it's insane. And, and he'll be standing in the ring next to NXT champion Ilya Dragon. <laughs> like, it just gets crazier the more you <laughs> yeah, think about wait, it. Yeah. If you just talk about the... And, get, and then they'll, they'll have a segment against heel North American champion Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> like, I mean, again, just everything that we've sat through over the last few years... You know, to think about where we are now and just how everything feels, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's insane when you really put it into its proper context. But, yeah, man, uh, this, is, this is where we are, were, man. And it was cool. I, like you said, to see two guys suited and booted, two baby faces at that, and just to kind of just see uh, two people that I didn't know, I didn't never really thought I would even need to see together kind of going back and forth. Mm. It was cool. You know, again, dragging off Cody Rhodes, you, you can't, you can't, predict that but it was it actually ended up being something that was a positive overall and uh yeah i have no problem with it even if the la night thing was very very random but hey he he was there i guess so yeah and another a- one <laughs> <laughs> but i say another thing that flew under the radar as well was oscar returning uh and yeah. beating roxanne perez in a quick match because <laughs> you'd think surely to make a bigger deal because oscar's to nxt is like i can't even make oh, a pass a johnny gagano yeah. like even bigger you know yeah, like, no, goddess, bro, like, exactly, like, literal, just, she's over that division, and that's why, you know, I thought it was, like, you, you agree, I agree, the announcements was going, they were going so rapid fire that that match, you know, kind of just went underneath the radar, and, they, and it was a really solid contest, and I think it's kind of cool to, again, I think, again, showing you how much they trust Roxy as a, as just someone you can just throw in the ring, because it wasn't, you know, they didn't give them nothing, much of a build or anything like that, just go out there and you know, wrestle with one of the best, and I think it was, it turned out to be a, a positive, you know, result. But yeah, you're 100 right. Oscar is just an absolute legend in general, but in NXT, she's just on an entirely different level. It's like it's, it's unbelievable, and like you said, never lost under the NXT banner. So, you know, uh, I thought it was really, really cool to have her back down there because again, she's someone who just 
Like, I, it's funny. They talked when uh, Tiffany and other people would talk about NXT title range, and they would say all these names like Charlotte and all this other stuff. And it's just like, it, uh, I'm sorry. When I think about the NXT Women's Championship, and you, as we saw later in this show, I think they, or as I saw, was it backstage? I don't even know if it was on this show, but she actually got to take a picture with her NXT Women's Championship, the one that she used to have. So it's kind of cool to see that. Just just this version of Oscar holding that belt and it kind of brought back memories of just how dominant she was. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, you talk about dominance. Uh, she showed respect to Prez after with a short bow. She got to see joint commentary and announced that she and Scarlett will be hosting Halloween Havoc Night One. And then get pub rules, brawling brutes and Tyler uh, Brawling Brutes and Tyler Bate. But I'm gonna class Tyler Bate with the Brawling Brutes now because if Sheamus is out, that makes perfect sense <laughs> versus Gallus. Uh, and they worked so well. The big, strong boy looked like a brawling brute. Gallus could not match up. Wolfgang White Coffee went down outside. The baby faces finished up with Triple Powerbomb and Joe Coffee through a table. My favourite thing was Booker, who must listen to us because he called him Little Joe Coffee. It, it just, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> right? This is amazing. This is, I, I, you're right. Someone's been listening. They've been, I think they funnel in the audio from these shows. Backstage or something like, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was awesome. Like again, I, and I, so one of those things you can't really uh, ignore. Like I don't understand. Like I said, I still don't get it. I don't know what type of camera tricks they were going were doing in BT Sport, <laughs> or was everyone just super small and I was just tripping? Like was the camera zoomed in very very tight back then? Like what was going on that made me feel like he was so much bigger than everyone? <sighs> But, yeah, it's kind of cool. Very cool for Booker to kind of take notice. And it's nice for Tyler Bate to actually get a win on NXT as well. So Yeah, look what it takes. Look what it takes. (laughs) Uh, We see John Cena come out and put over the importance of NXT before Bron Breaker interrupted. The two came to blows. Breaker went for a spear, but the champion went for the attitude adjustment, but the former NXT champion ducked outside. I don't know what the point of this segment, but still... (laughs) NXT showed a great vignette, the history of Becky Lynch and Laya Valkyria, including the footage of them training together in 2018. Um, it, what I like to think, and I don't usually mention husbands and wives, but I like the fact that both of them, Rollins and Lynch, have both got protégés in Frasier and Valkyria. Yeah. Like, you know right. what I mean? It's, it's, they've, they've obviously looked, even with Balor and JD as well, it's like they've got to have one now to kind of follow them around, and it's quite cool. Um, yeah. Kind of cool to pay it for it, you know. Yeah. You just see uh, it, see it in motion because you also can see it in their wrestling styles too. So it's kind of cool. Well, during the backstage interview, Tegan Knox told Valkyria to give her the NXT Women's Championship match first, but Valkyria <laughs> refused. Like, Why? Yeah, of course she would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the family convinced Cody Rose to book a Bada Bing Bada Boom Battle Royal next week, Sermon Lumber Contendership. They come up with that name first. There's yeah. Uh, NXT Championship Ilya Dragunov versus Dominic Mysterio of LA Knight referee LA Knight kept Ray Ripley Finn Balor and JD Madonna out the action uh, allowing Ilya Dragon and it, the Mad Dragon to hit an H-bomb and a torpedo Moscow Baron Corbin was challenged Dragunov but Dijak stuck first laying out the Mad Dragon it was odd not having LA Knight probably one of the best talkers in WWE not saying yeah, a word right no. yeah. yeah rather have the Cena segment than have right. LA Knight actually you know not even a backstage promo at all you know what i mean uh, anything like yeah 
was really I agree with you about that. The thing, only thing is, I think the reason why that Cena segment even happened was just to give uh Braun that 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 moment, just to say he was in the ring and, uh, against Cena promo battle. It, like other than that, I, I can't give you any other purpose for it. But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, La not the, literally what he does best is say something, and they didn't have him. They didn't have him do anything. So yeah, good to see you. Yeah, like I said, I guess he was just there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fans chant, yeah, so it was nice, you know. Right. So um uh, Corbin confronted Cody Rose later demanded an actually title match. American Artman told him we need to beat Dijak and win of Hayes versus Ron Breaker next week to earn the <laughs> shot. Nathan Fraser confronted Dirty Don backstage. Jay Cargo arrived to be welcomed by uh, Sean Michaels. And then the women's breakout tournament Lola Vice beat Danny Palmer. The Sensei, Jason Jane, interrupted the Chase U class for announcing that Andre Chase Duke Custom would be in a number of tennis match next week. You see Brian Pillman's son explain why he was now taking the last name King in WWE, <laughs> highlighting his hatred of his father legacy. This was strong. Even though he looks just like his father, and he's doing it on purpose, he's obviously going this way. What do you think of the storyline? Because there's some like personal shit there, isn't there? You know, obviously. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's really it's deeper than you would expect. And you know, if you go back and you know much about it, you know he was really really young when his uh, father passed. And uh, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, you never really think about. I never really uh seen it done that way. I think that's what I like the most about it is that, for, especially for WWE, maybe other co- companies have done it in the past where they've kind of done a and like yes, this is your father, but we're gonna be anti that. We're gonna make you try to be. You know what I mean? We want you to be as anti your father as possible, even though, you know, you look like him, the the, the, the gear, all of that, the lineage, everything about you, you know, uh, with the black leather, you know, gives off that. And maybe you are, you know, trying to give off that attitude, but it's completely different. So, you know, uh, I, I, I do like it. Like you said, this is the best, some of the best stuff I've seen him work with. Now, to be fair, AEW didn't give him a whole lot to work with in general. Uh, I've seen a lot of people who, probably AEW fans, automatically talk, talk about how bad filming is, and they're like, well, no WWE, you know, gloss uh, glow or whatever they can do. No WWE makeup is going to make him good or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, well, I, you know, I don't think a vignette is enough to say someone's bad anyway, so we'll just give it time. I can't wait to see how it all turns out, because so far it is a good foundation, because again, it's unique. Like, I've never really thought about an uh, anti- second or third generation wrestler you know what i mean like he's just yeah. just shirking his his uh lineage to make his entire uh, entirely new name I, I i i i'm really interested to see where they go with it i, I wish they'd done that with like ted DiBiase jr like an anti-billion yeah. dollar man like coming out and nicking money off people like just <laughs> you know what I mean? right just, right like, just something like that would have been good uh we see uh, yeah we saw a lot of women show respect to oscar later Tiffany Stratton got into it with Fallon Henley after interrupting the attraction with the Empress of Tomorrow. We then see Ava get spoke to by Paul Heyman and he showed her, look, a bloodline. Look, blood, you know what that is? Bloodline? Um, he like then gave... Three yeah, years old. Yeah, it's like... In NXT, your intelligence goes down until you get to the main roster. That's why everybody gets attacked in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, he later gave Breaker a pep talk for the main event. Uh, Carmella Hayes versus Bron Baker... Uh, and I'll tell you something, Heyman just needs to be with Brock Breaker. To hear the Bron Breaker. It's yeah, he like, did great. Yeah, that's 10 years worth of money, mate. Like, you know, he come definitely on, mate, should Boston. be a Heyman guy. 
Oh wow, yeah. fucking tell. As a matter of uh, fact, that could be a great way. Like if Roman, wherever Roman's at, run is over, he loses the belt. Like what a great way to pre- preview Braun. Just like come out of nowhere, he spears Roman, and you get Paul jumping to his side. I know some people may be tired of Paul jumping sides, but I think he can do wonders for a guy like Breaker. Honestly, to start off if you think about it. Exactly. Well, he even just stick him on Raw, you know, and then you have yeah, the, the, the whole yeah. bloodline thing, you know, and you can just. Have Bron Breaker going around and people Heyman going, mm-hmm. there's my, like it's a contingency plan, and then have Solar and Bron as this kind of like yeah. killer super group, you know? Um, sure. As for the match, well, distraction at the ringside said John Cena and Solis Sokoa brought into the back, and Mello caught Breaker with a nothing but net. Afterwards, as if I was in a, I don't know, mushroom <laughs> dream, the American <laughs> badass, the Untaker, arrived on a motorbike to confront uh, Bron. He laid out Breaker a right hand at the choke slam. He walked the biggest badass in the business and helped Melo stand tall. Uh, yeah, the Untaker, man. <laughs> like, wow. That's how you know you're a legend. Like, only people like him and, like, Sting, they can just run in. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it, has, if it makes any sense whatsoever why they're helping someone or doing something. They're just so damn cool that they can just show up do their thing, you know, get a two choke slam or whatever in, and then, you know, leave. You know, I, I, I just, it's the most Undertaker thing, way to do it because he doesn't really have a reason to attack Braun. You know, Braun said one little flipping thing, maybe because he called him badass. Okay, all right, I get the connection, but, you know, come on, man. There was <laughs> years I, where he didn't respond to people. Like, you know what I mean? It was WrestleMania <laughs> till WrestleMania. Right. He didn't even bother. And yeah, 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 like I said, Bron, there's one thing. I thought Untaker, I love Untaker. I thought he walked a little bit weird. Uh, But then again, I was just saying, like, look, I'm not going to. It's the Undertaker. Come on, man. (laughs) Exactly. Come on, man. That's that's, that's wrestling royalty, man. Like like I said, even this, like I said, if you just, that's what I'm saying, though. I think people like him, even the Rock segment with Theory, like I put that in that category. It doesn't make any storytelling or any like sense other than the fact, oh my God, it's always great to see you. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of legends that they are. The Undertaker, when Austin pops up, whether it's random or not, you know what I mean? Like, and this is the just, thing, and, and the fans be like, well, they should have, they shouldn't have, you know, these types of legends coming back. They should focus on talent. And then they're in the crowd when it happens. They go, yay! You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. They're losing their bleeping mind and whatever they pop up. Screw theory very, very fast. Oh, he's the future of the bit. Who cares about the future? Yeah. The Rock is here. You know, Undertaker. Just have Cena come out every week. You know what I mean? That's the pop. And people are right. like, yeah, fuck the rest of them. Um, <laughs> we'll move on though. It's October 17th. We start with a Bada Bing, Bada Boom, Bada Royal. Of course, the champions weren't wrestling. Uh, as we, they haven't. They've defended the titles twice and not wrestled in the meantime because they were eating spag bog. Uh, Damon Kemp was eliminated immediately by Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Remember them? Uh, nice. Eliminating Drew Gulak as well. Remember him? Scripps got involved yeah. to take out the Brawling Brutes to accidentally eliminate OTM. Great start, Scripps. Great start. Uh-huh. Uh, the Creed brothers eliminated Carrillo and Gaza, but the referees didn't see it. Uh, surprised referees didn't see it, you know. Like, how many referees do we need? So you can hear JR's commentary going, We need a second referee at ringside. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Alberto got back in the ring, eliminated the creeds in front of the officials. Uh, Jason Jane and Fia come out with pom poms for the closing section of the match. 
which turned into a tag match where the Creed brothers made their rivals pay by tripping Garza and setting up Humberto to get stacked up by Andre Chase for the surprise free count. Uh, we then see the former Brian Pillman Jr. officially announce his name, Lexis King. Blair Davenport challenged G. Jones to a rematch Halloween Havoc in a lights out match. I thought that only happened in AEW. Baron Corbin interrupted Carmella Hayes and staked his claim for the NXT Championship. Um, so did Oleg Prudis. Oh, sorry. My bad. That's Dijak, everyone. I was having impact flashbacks in for a second. I weren't sure what was going on. Um, they all look the same, I'm not going to lie. If we then see Ilya Dragunov <laughs> told everyone that the triple threat was actually a fatal four-way involving Trick Williams. Melo was shaken by the surprise, but he stood by Trick and cleared the heels from the ring. Melo confronted Trick backstage. Didn't look to be on the same page. And then someone attract, attacked Trick. It was sent to... Mm. I love this. It was sent to a local medical facility. There are <laughs> animals, all right? Um, he meant it could wrestle the main event. I wonder who could do that. Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> it, it's, oh, no. I bet you're watching this going, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I was just, I got taken aback because Trick was attacked backstage, not in the parking lot. But I was like, well, <laughs> you know, you're not safe anywhere, I guess, when you got an opportunity coming up. I just love it. What I what I love the most about this segment too was is immediately going to the internet and everyone like you did it, Trick. <laughs> I mean, no, you did it, Bello. Like I just love. Yeah, it. yeah, like, yeah. No one was buying anyone else, and they continued that all to television too. I just loved it. That it's just Bello should be walking around with his head down like he has shit himself because <laughs> that kind of gives it away a little bit, you know? Right. Like, right. Just, I don't know. Anyway, we see Fallon Henley try to give a pep talk to the women in the to- tournament backstage. Fuck you, Fallon. That's what. Uh, but Tim, <laughs> right. yeah. What the fuck? Why would you listen to Henley? Hey, I was women's tag team champion for eight days. You know, like who cares? Um, Tiffany Stratton interrupted her to insult her. Women's breakout. Carmen Petrus beat Jada Parker. Uh, Jada gave a good promo beforehand, which showed a little bit of attitude. Lia Valkyria versus Tegan Knox. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven appeared. This allowed Valkyria to steal the victory with a roundhouse kicked. While Knox and Natalia brawled champions, Valkyria talked about the opportunity. Becky Lynch appeared in Titan to warn her opponent she was good, but not as good as the NXT Women's Champion. We then go to rehab. Mr. Stone talked to Von Wagner about not giving up. Um, <laughs> even if he did make a fudgy weightlifting, you know, it, it does happen, all right? It, sometimes. You have to learn. Uh, Mr. Stoner did the fudgy. Uh, Stoner stepped up to front breaker and challenged him at Halloween Havoc. Shotzi James told Perez that the fudgy had grown up since they last teamed together. Bit weird. Uh, they agreed to spin the wheel, setting up Perez versus James in the Devil's Playground match. James's entrance screen is much better than she deserves right now. Just going to say that. Like, the helicopter's coming down. It should be preserved <laughs> for someone better. Like, <laughs> like come new on, evolution man. or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on. There's some wrestlers that literally just get like a red screen with their name on it, right? That's their way, and it's just not. Well, she can do a moonsault off the thing, you know that. There you go. Anyway, I might be wrong. We might look back in a couple of years. Nathan Fraser brought with Dominic Mysterio. That's what he fucking does. Like the last three NXTs yeah. have just been Fraser Dom. Just fighting them, man. Yeah, just come yeah. on, man. 
Women's breakout was ruined when we found out Jakira Jackson was injured. Uh, Metaphor gave an update on Jackson's condition with Dar stating over the phone that she might lose her arm. Uh, Mackenzie Mitchell reminded Ooh. everyone that she, uh, she didn't require surgery, but what does she know, you know? Uh, <laughs> anywho, returning yeah. around her grace, wanted a buy, but Brindley Rice wanted to step up, and she got stepped on as Grace moved through to the semis. Uh, Grace did look good. A number one ship for the NXT Championship. Kamala Hayes, Baron Corbin, Dijak. Baron Corbin versus Feast Your Eyes into end of days, but Kamala Hayes caught with nothing by net to win. I tell you what, and this is a good one. I don't think no wrestler has risked more for less reward than Dijak. What do you reckon? <laughs> like, it's just not worth the risks he takes. <laughs> that's, a great, that's such a great point. That's such a great point. Not only does he do that, he found a way to still get pinned. And like, it's just, even in triple threat matches, he cannot avoid being the main reason that the match is over, that he loses. There's just nothing he can do about it. It's, it's awesome. He's all, he's so great. So great. And and you know what? He's one of those guys that I, you, if you remember a few months ago, I think I told you when he first came back to NXT, I was ready for him to start winning these matches. He's such a good loser that I really am. I don't, I don't mind it anymore. I really don't mind it. <laughs> like, all right, I kind of I know the result, but you know, it's always he's cool. He's he's again. That's it's it's kind of messed up when you when you get typecasted. Like I know actors have that problem. That's what Di, Di Jack has literally found a way to be the greatest loser in NXT or history, really, so far. Honestly, like no one is fun to watch lose. It's, it's, it's crazy. Well, the thing is as well is that people um, were kind of having a go at this show and saying, oh, well, look at the previous week where they kind of, you know, sat the show and this one. But it's still developmental. And apart from the open and the main event, every other match was a women's match. And we're going to see that uh, Halloween Havoc, like night one and two, the amount of women matches involved. Yeah. I haven't got an issue with it because, Me. you know... Like, so we, we talk about, and again, I think, I think Joseph mentioned it, the break, women's breakout tournament last year, with the amount of talent that went on to win like championships with Roxanne Perez, yeah. Tiffany Stratton, and of course, you know, other people like And Fallon then the Henley. stakes of the tournament, because it's not just a tournament about a tournament, it's just like, it's, uh, actual result is, you get a chance at the championship if you win. So, like, I, I'm 100% down with it, even if the matches aren't Thing. And I think, honestly, I think in this era, since we got so much great wrestling, we got so – that's my issue sometimes. I'm not trying to say I'm complaining about good wrestling because I do enjoy the Dynamites or some of the collisions and all that that have these stacked cards. But stacking a card every week, like, no, sometimes you need weeks where you pro- progress stories. And I think at the end of the day, even if this match – even if these matches or the show wasn't necessarily the strongest off that very, very stacked show the week before, it progressed – everything forward nicely and i just i don't i don't think i i, I don't have like you say I, I really do not have an issue with it and i think that also why me and you in, in, end up enjoying nxt uk so much like every show wasn't always the, the greatest wrestling show you know what i'm saying but they usually would progress and set up those big shows nicely by you know telling logical stories and sometimes that's what i want from my wrestling i don't need you don't have to have banger 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 you know what i mean to be a great wrestling show. And I think some, some fans get that confused. Yeah, I think without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, move on October 24th and Halloween Havoc night one. 
New Year's Day perform Vampire to a montage just up the night. Scarlet shots the opening show in costumes inspired by Mary Antoinette. Pinhead from Hellraiser. Roxanne Perez also come out to Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. The match events oh. at Canada James. Uh, this was the Devil's Who Playground came out match. Switch. Yes. Um, <laughs> the prodigy used a businesswoman's bag with a brick inside against her before finishing rival with Pop Rocks. And I tell you what, James had a massive lump on her head. Yeah, uh, I, I was trying to figure out what spot yeah. did that because that was oh, it was gnarly, man. It was gnarly. just yeah, it was just I was like fucking hell, credit to you. Uh, right. We then get the debut of Lexis King. He appeared while mm-hmm. sitting on the throne, and while on his way down the ramp, he said, Brian Pillman is dead. Long live <laughs> Lexus King. Oh, man. Whoa. Jeez, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa. Like, okay, he should have he, he literally should be managed by Christian. Like, that is... Yeah, that is the, uh, bro, I, like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, he would be perfect <laughs> with his characters. He made short work of Dante Chen. Vic Joseph question, Carmella Hayes about Trip Williams' injury. Melo was more focused on uh, challenging Elio Dragunov. Shotzi in Scarlet Red Tarot cards for Metaphor. Um, Akira Tazava, in a heinous act, stole a heritage <laughs> cup behind Noah Amdar's back. You bastard. Arrest that son of a bitch, like yeah, Vince said. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> women's breakout tournament semi-final, Kalana Jordan versus uh, beat uh, Ariana Grace. Von Wagner continued to improve in rehab. He questioned why Mr. Stone challenged Von Break. He responded by calling <laughs> Wagner his friend. He went, my friend? Oh, my God. You're my friend? <laughs> this. Didn't we do it? Is the brain injury affected this again? Because that's what happened six months ago, wasn't it? Like, when he went, I'm going to tell you a story about me. Right. I thought when you sat him down yeah. and you had the tearjerker that, you know, you guys had, I don't know. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> On getting smashed in the face again, eh? Uh, Shotzi and Scarlett showed off the second costume was Edward Scissorhands and a vampire. They booked a table, lads, and some scares match for the Creed Brothers versus Alberto Carrillo and oh, Angel Garza. NXT Tag Team Championship, the family versus Chase U. After competitive battle, JC Jane tried to get Andre Chase cheat to win. He refused. Jane took an actual bump, accidental bump off the apron that distracted Tony D for a sunset flip. Um, but he got caught in to seal the upset victory. So, yes, Chase you after all that gibberish was just said, are your new NXT Tag Team Champions. I didn't think it was going to happen here, Monty, but they have had momentum. Maybe it's not as hot as they have been, but, again, it's still nice to see them get their moment. Yeah, uh, agreed. I must say, though, uh, James, you were, I, when I saw this happen, I thought of you immediately because I was like, he was 100% right. <laughs> They booked those guys as tag team champions and immediately was sick of them <laughs> as tag team champions. Like, it's amazing. Like you said, no tag defenses, no matches, barely anything as champs. And here we go. Move on, chase you. Uh, you know, again, I have no problem with it. Like you said, they were the momentum wasn't exactly where it was. So you, maybe they capitalized a little late. But I, I'm interested to see where we're going next, especially when you have JC uh, involved now. And then... You have this underlying thing. I don't know if you know this, but it's kind of like subtle the story they're trying to tell with Chase you Chase having some type of history with the family. So I don't think this is over by a long shot. I don't know what they, you know, where they're going with it. You know, maybe Chase you, you know, it does make it, it, it actually now it did make me think like how the hell did he start a university? He probably needed some money. Now if it ends up being exactly what I just said, 
and like uh, I will piss the family started laughing. to change yes, you. It would... I'm gonna be very aggravated that they could come up with anything better. But hey, they're they're, they're hinting towards something, so let's see. <laughs> no, I just I thought, but the problem is if Tony does take control, it'd be called Chase D, which would have a very different meaning. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Now, I mean, now I want that. I, I know they've been a fan of that in the past. So if... Chase D. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, later in the night, Chase screwed a pipe and even mocked Chase. You at the moment setting off a match with Jane and Fia Hale next week with Nathan Fraser finally challenging Dirty Dom as well. Baron Corbin decried Kamala Hayes stealing his opportunity. We then have lights out. Blair Dan Foot versus Gigi Dolan. Uh, these two were very good together. Um, Dolan came out of Beetlejuice-inspired gear with Devonport arrived looking like George Fermit. Blair sent Gigi Dolan off the announcement for a table at ringside with Falcon Arrow and followed up with the uh, knee smash to win. Uh, I really like this match. Another thing that I really liked, and that you've mentioned it as well, is uh, especially the women in NXT and around really embracing Halloween with their costumes. Like, they must have spent a fortune. Right. You know, I, like I said, I love the entire, like, just involvement. I, I, like you said, just the way they did it. Like you said, the, the probably spent plenty of money. The outfits were all beautiful. You know, uh, I, you expect, I expected from Shotzi, expected from Scarlett. That's just kind of their thing. And they were hosting. But to see everyone kind of take it into their gear, you know, and all of that and just, you know, make an effort. I think we're going to see a, a, the, even Metaphor, Nick, the week after that. My goodness, Metaphor. Yeah, anyway, I'll leave that alone. We'll talk about this in a second. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, I loved it. I loved the involvement of the outfits. And this match, by the way, was solid. It made me wonder. Like, I, now, it made me wonder. Do you remember that mess of a match that JC Jane and Gigi had yeah, yeah. a while ago? And it made me, like, that That made me stop in my tracks about how, what I thought about Gigi as a worker. But watching her with Blair, it, it, the match that they had a few weeks before this was solid. And this one was even better, you know, with the, with um, you know, the involvement of the tables and all the other stuff that they did. So I don't know. Maybe that's just showing me that, you know, maybe that's because of how good Blair is or whatever. I don't know. Either way it go, I thought, like you said, these two have a really good chemistry. So uh, it ends up being a positive for me. And I wonder, is, is this over? Can can Blair move on to possibly challenge for the women's title? You know, is it is it time now or are we still putting that off? She, well, yeah, she's got to be doing something soon, isn't she? Because like it's been around a while. Um, but again, with um, the developments that we're going to see, maybe Blair as a challenger coming up, you know. But I think she deserves more. But it's the consistency she hasn't really had because of either yeah. injury or other reasons, you know. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, I can't wait to see what they decide to do next. Yeah. Well, speaking of women, anyway, we've got the breakout tournament. Lola Vice uh, beat Carmen Petrovich to advance to the final. Clara Jordan confronted Vice afterwards. Vic Joseph interviewed Ilya Dragunov, talked about his rough childhood, led to success in the ring. Commander Hayes watched the interview before he was confronted by Shotzi Scarlet, dressed as the Grady Girls from The Shining, who said he was behind a track uh, attack on Trick. And like I said, not even no, trying to be subtle. No, about no, it. No says that is not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody knows you. It is you. Uh, Bron Breaker praised Mello for his initiative, taking out the trick as well. <laughs> Fallon Henley, Fallon Henley, credit to her, dressed as Tiffany Stratton. Um, again, this was actually quite funny. Uh, and she did yeah. a better impression of being Tiffany Stratton than she did of being Fallon Henley, which again... <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I agree. Like She she was on point. Catchphrases, the, the cadence, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. You have her do 
Nakamura come out as Tiffany too, right? That's all we need to do. Uh, and then the main event, NXT Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Laya Valkyra. Jay Cargill appeared on the stage and watched the match from a throne, and then we didn't see her for the rest of the night. <laughs> so we knew she was there watching, <laughs> and that was it. Uh, Becky Lynch continued to grow more frustrated as Laya Valkyra texted her time, and again in the night's main event. The man went for a second manhandle slam, but Valkyrie flipped into a spy stack-up pin to steal the victory. Then it struggled still with emotions after loss, but she handed the belt to the challenger and hugged her. What a shock, eh, Monty? Your new NXT Women's Champion, a woman right. we've seen since NXT UK, and I'll be damned to tell you if I thought she would be champ before uh, a lot of the others. <laughs> <laughs> Credit to right. Her, you know? I felt kind of proud. I thought you would have, too, you know, when you think about it, you know, to all think about how we saw her as, you know, she was Eva Valkyrie and just to think about the, uh, you know, the injury and just how the setback that that was. And even what we were talking about with Tiffany, honestly, how it felt like she was leaving miles above the rest of the division. And now with Lyra's involvement with the Rhea Ripley, with the, uh, you know, now Becky Lynch and doing all of this. She is also up to that level, if not higher than Tiffany, because Tiffany couldn't beat Becky. So, yeah, man, it was, it's actually amazing. Also, I have to say that first man held the slam, she kind of took it like straight on the, like basically on her neck, kind of. Awesome, awesome spot. So it was beautiful when she kicked out. That false finish was just perfectly done. And then the reversal, it was very, very smart. Uh, a way to get the get the win, like a you know one of those you know she got just barely got the win, but it was decisive enough to where you're like you know what she deserved it. It was an awesome moment, nice crowning achievement for Lyra. And uh, honestly, it's just now I'm interested in to see where do we go from here when it comes to Lyra and how is the reign going to turn out, you know, and uh, you know just again after is this the end of the Becky Lynch and the NXT experiment? If so. Do I think she done did her job and made a couple of stars? And I think when you think about where Stratton, how Stratton just seems to the point to where I don't even think they want to just book her in regular matches anymore. Like they, that's how good Stratton seems now, or at least the way she feels. She, she's just above the rest of the division in a way. And then you think about the title matches that we got on Raw, and, the, and now and then what, what how Lara looks after this match. It's a really, really good match, and they had the fans really into it. So yeah, man, I, I really, I really was into this. I thought this was cool. Yeah, no, really, really good stuff. Lynch got Rover. I thought Becky might have been in NXT a little, little bit longer, but um, like I said, Lyra gets the kind of rub now, and really be interested to see what happens. Obviously, she's got the breakout tournament winner to face, and uh, I think it's going down at deadline as well. And I think Tiffany will be back in the picture at some point. Uh, but we move on to the last NXT October first Halloween Havoc Night Two. The show started with shots in Scarlet's Ghostbusters and New Year's Day performing Vampire Game the highlights there from night one. I think I'm in love, right? When I saw Ecto 2 pull up, uh, and again, those Ghostbusters, man. I mean, don't get me wrong, Bill Murray, but my God. Uh, and then we start tables, ladders and scares, Creed Brothers versus Angel and Humberto. I'm not sure about the red and yellow afros, you know? They, they were definitely a choice for Bert and Garcia uh, with the skeleton faces, but again, each to their own. Uh, Brutus on the open set up a spring ball with first blockbuster through the table at ringside. Cree brothers made Angel and Humberto pay. They picked up Big Wing after Super Super Brutus bomb through two tables. Judas fucked his back off of a ladder as well. Uh, but this felt like a match you would have on like 2K insane, with the amount of tables that were smashed during it. You know? <laughs> yeah. This, and then the pace they were going in, man. It was a breakneck pace and just... 
I, I really like this match. Everyone came out of it, in my opinion, looking like warriors, even the losers. And I think this is a perfect way. You know, I think we didn't you didn't mention it, but like right but the day before this, the, they were on Raw, had a really awesome uh the Creeds were on Raw and had a really awesome contest with uh Alpha Academy. So it feel this felt like a good send off. I'm not I don't know if it really is. You never really know with NXT at this point. But if it is, I think uh what a great way to kind of just leave a lasting impression to have a banger like that on the way out uh of NXT. And on your way up to to the main roster, so I love the Creeds. Like we and you talked about it plenty of times. If they if they could have been the champ tag champions thirty times at this point, because they are by far better than any other team that NXT has had to offer pretty much for a while now. So, uh, but yeah, I think they're they're definitely more than ready for the next step. I don't know when they're going to decide to go ahead and take it, but if they do, uh, if it is now, I can't wait to see what's next for them because they are definitely are a. a, a can be the tag team of the future. I think you can see them pretty deadly. You know what I'm saying? Even if you want, even yes, since boy. the new day, the new day, ne- yes, boy. Since the new day never goes anywhere, so you, you're definitely st- they'll probably still be a part of it, also. So yeah, man. Then you have Alpha Academy, depending on how long they're going to continue to be together. So yeah, I think they can be pillars of the tag division, Raw SmackDown, wherever you decide to put them. Uh, so yeah, man. I can't wait to see what the Creeds do next. Yeah, I mean, the Creed's run on NXT has been fun, but I think you should have had more gold. But like you said, the, the upside of these two guys is unbelievable. Yeah, man. They're, they'll be, I think they'll be champions. They'll be champions a long time. Like, we'll see plenty of tag team, world tag team reigns on the main rosters coming for them. But you're 100% right. They could have been champions multiple times, and it could have broke every tag team. Record. It, as a matter of fact, is the Ascension's record still alive? <laughs> You know what? That might be. Yeah, I, don't I, know if I don't know if the undisputed got it in the end. You know, they what I mean? may have. They, yeah, that's fair. They may have took it over. That's just a good. But again, point. it's Maybe two records. Like, it's records we won't hear because it's two, two exactly. teams that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Right, right. But they could. They had the potential to break those yeah. records. That's how great they were and how much better they were than everyone else. Uh, Shots in Scarlet showed a final outfits as Pennywise for me and a witch before Alba Fire and Arla Dawn took over from. We saw Mackenzie Mitchell showing Tiffany Stratton video of Fallon Henry impersonator again. The center of the universe ran out and attacked Henley. She wrapped her leg around a steel post. <laughs> the figure four leg lock until officials intervened. Joe Gacy talked about evil he has done and his direction oh, forward. Uh, Metaphor had to head into a haunted house just as Scooby Doo catches. Well, I say, you know, the, the thing is, is that. Of course, now I'm Dar is going to be Scooby Doo. Of course, right? there, there was, there, there's no, <laughs> no doubt, doubt, right? Yeah. It's, it's like if if we were to do that, you know, I'd be Scooby as well. Just no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Uh, more on that in a minute. I would be doing Shaggy like my bang bang mixer. I thought they were going to make like a Shaggy joke, like Shaggy. Do you know what I mean? But they just didn't, and I thought it was there. Like yeah, you know, it, it wasn't was. me. It wasn't me or something. I like just it had wasn't a lie. Me. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, NXT North America Championship match: Dominic Mysterio versus Nathan Fraser. Uh, it's matches like this you realise Dom's not there, even though he's had a great year. It's the same with Nathan Fraser as well. Sometimes his speed is a little bit too much, yeah. but it still was a fun, fun match with Nathan Fraser taking what I call the RVD bump uh, onto the announce table, uh, and then getting beat by Frog Splash as well. Um, so. You know, and then we see Wesley making a surprise return after was laid out dirty. Dom, you surprised to see Wesley come back 
at that point in time, or does it give Dom Saints to a deadline, I suppose? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was surprised to see him come back in that form. In that form. I'm waiting to see. I'm giving time. Maybe it is something. But, like, so far, I was just kind of not disappointed, but kind of like, okay, so he's going to come back. He's going to chase the belt that he wrongfully lost. I get that. But what's going to be different this time around? Does he have an ace in the – does he have backup this time? Does he have any like you know what I mean? Like I wanted to see a hint of that, but you know I give it time. Maybe it is something. Maybe he'll just get it off pure de- uh, determination. But I remember the last time we seen him, Melo and Trick were having we're having a conversation about kind of being brothers or whatever, and I, I, it just makes me wonder when he left, what did he leave and what did he come back with that's gonna make the result different this time? But I am happy to see him because uh, the belt just don't you know as great as Dom is being in that spot. You know, he was, he really uh, kind of, you kind of just, him and Melo, just different when they were in North American Championship. I have no problem with him going back forward, especially with the way his reign ended. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I want to see what, what happens, uh, you know, next with that. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, by the way, I got to give Dom his props, man. You know, as much as you're right, you're 100% the speed at times in this match kind of caught up to Dom, but. I, I've seen his uh, workload. They say like he's been working like a singles match, and then it turns into a tag match repeatedly in house shows for like the last uh, few months or whatever. And he's been working NXT, and he's been showing up on Raw, and you know occasionally on SmackDown. So you have to give him like we talked about it. What Dom needed to get better, you know, he already has the character. Everyone hates him, but more, more ring time, and I think <laughs> that's one way to do it. <laughs> Is working to so the, deal on the house uh, on live events and weekly. But like you said, yeah, that's the experience and how to work with the crowd, and and yeah. it's the right way to go. So it's been a great year for Tommy. Talk about someone who's improved so much, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just like you said, it's taken it to the next level of, you know, being led by good work and doing the kind of leading as well. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, Dom's still so young, we forget. So it's, it's right. kind of crazy to think that. Um, I, and it's like that with the NXT roster at this moment in time, and even though we really forget just how young these people are. Isla Dawn as Harley Quinn, and now the Fire's Poison Ivy may be my favourite costumes. I love it. <laughs> seen. Uh, yeah. They won the titles for cost. I mean, Isla Dawn again is just like, where have you been all my life? Uh, anyway, we were right. back. <laughs> <laughs> we were back to Metaphor in a Haunted House where they showed Jakira Jackson getting freaked out and screaming. Jackson also fainted, or a Mensa was shown trying to act tough, but he's freaked out too. Mensa saw Akira Tazawa, so they fought a bit. Tazawa shouted at the guys to take Mensa away, so they did. Lash Legend thought she found a Heritage Cup, but it was another trophy. Legend was taken away by some guy in a costume. Uh, next match, Mr. Stone Ooh, yeah. was barely able. Uh, one moment, Mr. Stone in this matchup, and he's standing there against Bron Breaker, and I'm thinking, all you said to Von is you wanted to take your shot. And you right. haven't done it yet. Just slap uh, Get it yeah. out of the way. <laughs> he did eventually, but then yeah. got... I will use this word, and this is explicit. He got cunted by a spear. <laughs> that, that is yeah. yeah, he definitely Break, did. Yeah. Break John Hurtstone more afterwards, but Von Wagner made the save. He was a little bit unsteady, but he sent his <laughs> rival to the back. At the end of the night, Wagner demanded Stone give him Breaker next week. Next week! There's and, deadline and coming up, Von. Come on, you know, there's there's deadline. You've still got the wrapping around your head. Like, Baby wait faces for that are stupid. He, I know he just got hit in the head. I give him, maybe I'll give him a, a partial break. 
But man, did he look like an idiot. Like, wait, just wait. Like you said, deadline coming up. Take your time. You were barely, just last week, you were struggling on the walker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was only two weeks ago that you forgot the conversation you had six months previously. So maybe take it a while. Come on, you know, man. And if you... And he's struggling. All he did was run down to the ring. He didn't do anything else. Like a couple of punches here and there, you know. But anyway, Alba Fire as as Maleficent and Isla Dawn as the Evil Queen. Watch awesome. closely. NXT showed a video package for live Valkyrie's win last week and a remote responsibility to Ireland. Um, and again, this was really, really good stuff. Scripps cut his latest promo with <laughs> reiterated his street cred. Now, I'm just going to go off piece quickly. I came up with a tag <sighs> team a few years ago on 2K called Street Cred, which was Car, um, what's her name? Carmella <laughs> and and Emma, which was actually really worked out well. So when I hear this, I panic. Uh, but Street Cred's still mine anyway. Speaking of women's tag teams, uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven versus Jason Jane and Fia Hale. Piper has stolen the show, I think, with makeup mm-hmm. these past two weeks. Awesome. Uh, the heart. The Heart Foundation on Raw, honestly, Monty, had me pissing myself <laughs> laughing. No, um, I loved it. The wolf she had the previous week as well, but she had the wolf mask, took yeah. it off and still had makeup underneath. And now with this venom, which freaked me out a little bit how well done it was. <laughs> you know? I loved it. I love Pfizer. Was... This, is, this is great. And who would have thought, like, again, I hate to say, I hate, you know, to say that, that, you know, again, like we talk about the women's tag to curse, but her and Chelsea have been just awesome together, man. I know it, it probably wasn't their, you know, we know it wasn't their original plan, but they play off each other really, really well. Yeah, I've got so many good things to say about Chelsea Green. Uh, yeah. The same, like I said, with Piper Niven as well, being this kind of, um, like I said, they're not hard muscle, but, you know, it's, it's a really, really fun relationship. And Jane mm-hmm. and Hale did push him to close, but Andre Chase... Uh, didn't want her Jane to mm, cheat. Can't get out of his own way. Oh man, just do it. You know, there's obviously sexual chemistry between Jane and Chase. We know this. Just let it, <laughs> let it happen. Uh, this allowed Chase Green to hit the unprettier to win. As Isla Dawn and Alba Fire sent a warning to the champions as Chucky and Tiffany from Charles play. And then the women's breakout final: Kalina Jordan versus Lola Vice. Jordan survived the early physical attack of Vice and showed off an impressive offense. But Electra Lopez knocked her off the top. Yeah. Moonsault and Vice hit the roundhouse kick to win. So what do you think then? Our breakout champion and get the title match, Lola Vice. Man, I love Lola Vice for a lot of reasons, but mostly I like I you know, Val when she was battling the radar as an MMA fighter, you know, uh I you know, I had kind of got caught wind of her before she ever signed the WWE. It's one of the few times that I actually knew of someone before they kind of uh, even got into the performance center. So it was kind of cool when I'd seen it and did, to watch what she's done with her character. And, you know, of course, the obvious reason why probably those idiots in, in Florida and in, in, in the arena probably cheer for her. But I just I, I think it's great, though. It's like she reminds me of like a, a badass MMA version of Shakira, you know, the pop star with the kind of like the hips don't lie type of deal going, you know, with her uh, her dance and all of that. I, I love it. I love how she incorporated it into her offense with the hip attack. And it's just, uh, I think she has the pieces or like a foundation to really be good. And from what I've heard uh, from interviews outside of it, she's really dedicated. She really wants to be one of the best ever. So if she keeps that type of, you know, the way she sounds and if that 
meets the work backstage and all of that and at the performance center, she'll be fine and she'll be uh, probably uh, one of the best. But I just love how she incorporates her legitimacy into her offense, you know, uh, and uh, I think you can kind of see that with the submissions and some of the other stuff that she tries to do at times. Uh, and I think that with more time and more experience, they'll be able to put the pieces together and she should be really, really good. And I can't wait to see I guess it'll be Lyra at some point. I don't know if it'll be Deadline or do, do you do you have a choice? Is it just going to be a random NXT? Can you choose when you do it? Or is it just like coming up whenever? Who, yeah, I just think uh, they just, you know, pull it. Yeah, Sean will just decide. To be like, yeah, yeah, just out weeks. of nowhere. Like, yeah, two weeks yeah, time, yeah. yeah like, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's probably how it go. But okay, but yeah, I can't wait to see how she does with someone like Lyra and just what type of matches they can put together. I didn't have a problem with this. My only kind of thing I didn't enjoy was the fact that in the fin- so far in every match Lola has pretty much won on her own and I know you probably maybe this is a shout out to Kalani like yeah you're, you're, you're right there Kalani she needed help from Electra to beat you but you know a distraction from Electra to beat you but you know uh, it would have been nice to get her to kind of overcome and do this on her own she is a heel so hey it is what it is take what you can get but I, I love I love what she got going so far I, I think we give it time we can revisit this down the line and we'll see if if everything works out the way it can, she did, I think you even can see that she has potential. It's weird because my biggest take is Electric Lopez doesn't really try that hard with her outfit. You know, I, I, I don't think, think she needs like, to, man. <laughs> no, well, I just think a couple of horns. When you think about the effort everybody else is putting in, you know, what I mean, that's just true. a couple of yeah, devil, like just a pair of devil horns, and you know, it's like I'm a devil now, and it's at my yeah. dawn in five hours of makeup, but. Again, like you said, nice to see what great... you were taking taking a look at during this. Yeah, time. no, Lopez has got a great set of nails, <laughs> like we talked about. Um, so we will look out for that. It was more haunted house time with Nam Dar dressed as Scooby Doo, and I loved it when he went, "Whoa!" Uh, Dar saw his beloved <laughs> NXT Heritage Cup and even put his tongue in it while also hugging the cup. Dar okay. held it in his arms, but then some creepy guys in costumes showed up. Tazar was also there to grab it. Uh, he said he wanted all he. Cup match, Adar said no. <laughs> He's like, you wouldn't even get a point, pal. But still, Zara. Adar <laughs> did say, okay, you can have the match. Zara said, see you next week. And then set about like six blokes for him. So Dar screamed as the camera faded out. This has become a tradition, I think, since we first mm-hmm. started doing it as well. Like, there's always like a haunted house skit. Yeah, and I'm yeah. so glad Metaphor did it this year because it might not have been as good as previous years. But they just bring it, didn't they? You know. Yeah, nothing, nothing's beating Dexter and uh, was it Cameron? Probably nothing's probably gonna beat that one or the initial. Like, the, it's nothing like the first one, right? Because even the next time, the next year was okay, but it wasn't anything. Like, but I thought this was better than last year's because, again, they just they're just a perfect fit for this kind of thing. You know, like you said, the the goofiness of it all. And, uh, especially when you think about it uh, from a, a long term perspective that we've watched Noam Dar just be down in the dumps over this cup and what he's willing to go through because they knew it was haunted. He put the rest of the metaphor through it also. So, yeah, it was fun. It's always a good, good. I always get a good chuckle and I got a really good chuckle out of certain things in this one. Like I said, you know, uh, also earlier in the skit when, uh, when they were speaking, uh, when, the, when they heard the voice, and he was like, Jakar, do you speak Japanese? And she, was, she had to repeat, I said, I don't know. <laughs> it just, it just, it was like, I love the little, it's the little thing, the hood shaggy, because he does it, have a do-rag on. It's just like, 
Oh, I love it. I love it. It's the little it's things. Everybody should, everybody should stick together. And then as soon as there's one yeah. big scare, they all go different directions. <laughs> Everyone separates. Last legend, last legend said, oh, I'm trying to be Velma. Oh, where's my glasses? They're on top of her head. <laughs> like, yeah, it was the little things, man. It was the little things. It was really, really cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, great, great stuff from Noam Dala and for the rest of Metaphor, credit to him. And then the main event, NXT Championship, Ilya Dragunov versus Carmelo Hayes. Of course, this is part three. Hayes caught Dragunov mid-Constantine special with boot, then went for a springboard DDT that Mad Dragon reversed into a rolling fireman slam. He drove Hayes through the announce table with an H-bomb, but after a physical war, uh, Hayes had Ilya in trouble, going to go set up the nothing but net. When Trick Williams' music hit and he arrived to uh, just stare at his friend with some smoldering <laughs> intensity, I would call that. Uh, the Mad Dragon sent Melo to the mat with a suplex and hit Torpedo Moscow for the win. And then afterwards, going to find out what Trick is doing there. He helped Melo to his feet. But before we could find out, the camera moved to the back where Baron Corbin, who had warned Dragon off before, laid out the N. XT champion and I can't think of a better cliffhanger to kind of leave it on because I think that's the main question don't get me wrong Melo and Ia I'll get your thoughts on it as well was a fantastic match Trick and Melo is the real story now you know yeah I agree I think that was, that's the main focus even and you know what as much as I don't mind as much as I know Barry Corbin warned us what he was going to do <laughs> I was very mad I was just very aggravated I'm like no no I, no, I want to see like because this could just be a fake and trick hugs him. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it would have been it would have been a very aggravating fake out because it's like, no, no, you just screwed him. <laughs> so he, he better be the one. But I just I don't, I don't care. I love the look, the intensity, the way Melo looked just screwed like a meat. Like as soon as he heard the music, the look like they. I think Vic said he looked like he seen a ghost. I thought that was perfectly done. Melo's facial expressions like. Wow, like I, it, I think that tells the story in itself. Like I really can't wait to see what they decide to do and how they decide to tell the story, how the attack came about, and whatever. You know, do they do a hidden footage type of deal, or the, you know, does Melo come out and admit it? You know, whatever. I, I just, I'm really eager to see that. So I think that would have been enough of a great finish that you didn't need the Baron Corbin attacking. Um, dragging off right there because I was eager, ready to come back to the show the next week just from the the the, the stare down of Trick or just because of what Trick just kind of did by costing Melo there. But man, that match again, I don't I, honestly. I'm gonna have to look back at the other two matches because honestly, that I was looking at that match and I was like, are they are they are they kind of doing just as well as they did in the other matches here on TV, regular TV? Like that's how that's the chemistry that they have with each other. It's just it was incredible, you know the they the, just started uh, the, through the table and yeah they came out through they, they, they started like the match continued. No, I've yeah. never seen it before. <laughs> strikes, German suplexes, dropping people on the head, and just like yeah, I agree. The intensity was there and like the reversals and. Like, I, you're 100% right. It felt just like a continuation of where they left off, uh, you know, at no mercy. So that, that man, I don't know. I, I, I'm i sorry. I love what – I like what Braun is doing as a character. But honestly, I, like I said it last time, <laughs> yes, you're right. Melo and Braun could be 
the match that we yeah. see in WrestleMania is for years, but you cannot tell me that they can't revisit Melo and Dragunov whenever they want and guaranteed, and they're not guaranteed to get a banger because the chemistry is just unbelievable between those two guys. And it's just, I, I, I like I said, I, I really enjoyed this match. And even with the trick, and then I love the fact that they did this match. It was a great one-on-one title match, but it also, like you said, set up the story perfectly going forward for Melo and Trick. So the fact that you can do that and not really have not really make me feel like you lost anything with that finish, I man, I, I really love this. It's a great way to finish things out for Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think Halloween Havoc has been really good two weeks. You know, maybe not as kind of big as we thought overall, but no. I think with the matches that we got, like the Chase U winning the tag titles, my only hope is because Lexus King did say he's done something big already. Yeah, that so, was he, exactly. So maybe my, my hope, my hope is, is that Trick thinks it's Mello, uh, but it's not. But Mello kind of saw, Mello saw who attacked him or so. Do you know what I mean? Or something right. like that. Because I, I still want Trick and Mello to do the Diesel and Sean thing of winning the NXT tag team titles as well. Mello be a triple crown champion in NXT and Trick have that opportunity to go for the NXT title after Mello then moves up to the main roster, if you know what I mean. So... I loved it, and I'm with you too. Because when I heard him say that, I was like, "So did he attack Trick? You know, yeah. you know, like." And I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But the only problem I have now is, even if that's the case, how does Melo? How do Melo not be ticked off at the timing of Tricks? <laughs> this is the thing, yeah. That's the. And, that and I'm like, how do you explain that away? Because you screwed me. So even if I didn't do it, and it gets proven, now Trick looks like an a hole because he caused. Melo in a big spot because it, it really looked like Melo could have won the match right there, the way they kind of had it. They were setting it up. So I don't know, I, I, but I'm with you, though. Either way it goes, I'm ready for the journey, and I think that's the reason why I kind of like just leaving it focused on tricking Melo as the last shot. As much as I know, because I think me and you kind of already figured Corbin probably would be next for dragging off. So the attack, doing it right there, he could have did that the very next show, and we wouldn't it wouldn't have changed anything. In my opinion, even though I, you know, or stare down would have been fine uh, before that at the ramp, and then you just go back to the shot of tricking Mellow because again, I just felt like that is the biggest story that you have going right now is what happened to Trick. Is it a tricking Mellow? Is this a swerve? You know what I'm saying? So I'm really interested to see what happens next, and I think that's the best thing that you can have when you leave one of these shows, whether it's a uh, takeover or not. But yeah, man. Uh, I think you. I think at the end of the day, we're we're all we're both eating out of the palm of Sean's hand right now. So it's just about where do where do they where do they decide to go? Yeah. Well, like you said, this this NXT update has been really interesting because we've had the biggest NXT that were well, I think the third biggest NXT of all time. You know, when it comes to the ratings, uh, with you know Cena involved and everything like this, and you know the Cody, we've had Halloween Havoc, which kind of has laid the groundwork now for the next few months with new tag team. Women's champion, of course, the Dragonoff and Corbin. But we've got deadline coming up where we're going to have the challenges and find out kind of how we're going to go into the new year. So this has been a really interesting time. And the talents, like I said, Rhea Dragonoff and Lyra coming through NXT UK uh, and everything else going on. This has just been a really, really strong period for NXT. They just need to keep the momentum going, don't they? Really? I mean, what are your thoughts for NXT this past month? Yeah, I 100% agree. I think they just need to keep going with it, keep keep telling these stories. I think we have a lot of interesting things going on uh, around the entire show, honestly. And like I said, you, of course, the biggest thing with Trick and Mellow, but then you have 
you're dragging off and uh, Corbin, you know, what are they going to do to make that? And, you know, even if it don't, and I forgot, we, uh, I think they announced with Deadline, they're doing the uh, contender thing, the, shit, the series thing again or whatever. So we have to, we have to see how that goes and uh, how, how, you know, when they select the people who will be in the match, which I'm assuming uh, will definitely be uh, obviously dragging off in Corbin. So we'll see where, where we're going from there or, or will the Corbin match just be a regular NXT title match? We'll see. But the point is, uh, I think, like I said, they have a lot of great things, a lot of positives going on. The women's division, we talked about it, you know, whether Becky Lynch is done or, or not, I think she's left the women's division in a better position than it was in. Same thing with the breakout tournament, what, uh, announcing new faces, you know, whether some of them need more time on television or just more ring time in general. I still think that's pretty good for a division that kind of needs to flesh itself out. And uh, we have, uh, you know, the, the Lexus King thing going on. You know, is Jade going to uh, be a part of NXT going forward? Or, you know, she's been kind of shipped. She's been kind of just, you know, watching all the shows. So I don't know when she's going to make her first uh, legitimate appearance, but I can't wait to see what they decide to do, how they decide to do it with, with her. Uh, you know, again, we have the Heritage Cup still, you know, going up, going strong. So we have a lot of strong elements of NXT that I just want to keep keep watching play out and see how they continue to, uh, you know, build on a lot of the stories and a lot of this momentum that they have, you know, with ratings and everything in general. Let's see if we can finish out uh, this year strong with NXT. And I think uh, if they just keep doing what they've been doing, we'll be good. Yeah, I think without shadow of a doubt, you know, like I said, it has been really, really positive. You can think about where we start of the year compared to now uh, with everything. It is a really, really good place. Um, but just like I say, apologies for any sound problems as well at the start of the show uh, and any other problems. I'm sure people will tell me about it so I can try and sort them out as well. But Monty, is there anything else about NXT that you can think of or should we leave it there? I think we can leave it there, man. I think we can just look forward to, uh, to seeing what they decide to do going towards deadline. I think that will be good. A lot to go on because next week, of course, we've got Crown Jewel as well, which I know is going on at this moment. So I appreciate the hardcore WNR NXT fans for listening to us, you know, because I know they always go out of their way to tell us how much they enjoy it. And I know Monty's usually their favorite, but I do think I've been saying to it. So <laughs> it's always fun. Um, but that is it for today. Don't forget across all social media. Twitter at the WNR podcast. I'm at the WNR JI. You can find the entire WNR team. Banner. Monty, do you want to plug your stuff? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, thank you. Uh, keep up with me, like you said, on the WNR banner or at my monthly pod on Twitter, on X. Uh, we have a lot of lot of things in the works. Uh, once uh, some of this, some of my uh, my schedule dies down a little bit, I can try to bring things into fruition. But in all honesty, I'm definitely just looking forward to breaking down Crown Jewel and just trying to Continue to finish out this strong part of the Dublin R team and just keep, you know, trotting these days away so I can eventually get back to doing what I enjoy doing uh, with my own stuff, too. But, hey, uh, I'm here. So, like you said, check me out at my Monty Pod and definitely uh, go to the Dublin R podcast banner if you want a quick way to follow me and keep up with me. I haven't been doing much on that on that site uh lately but i will definitely be back and click the link in my bio to keep up with my uh, website the podcast old podcast episode youtube so you know do that and uh yeah I'll, you will definitely hear more from me going forward 
I mean, this is the thing, though. It's like even this weekend has now given me three events to watch. Turning Point, which was last night. For impact, yeah. impact crown jewel which is today and new japan show like we were talking about earlier which mm-hmm. i have to watch now because of how good it sounds <laughs> so to uno will osprey me i promise you enjoy it man and and it means will osprey now is it, wrestle kingdom's already taking shape because danielson has yeah. challenged carter oh, osprey and moxley as well isn't wow. it you know right osprey moxley oh. God. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's gonna yeah, it's, it's taking shape. It's turning into a pretty strong card already. Uh, uh, so yeah, man, we also got the winners of Best of Super Junior announced uh, up, uh, finalized at, on this show. So uh, Best of Super Junior Tag League. So yeah, so we will. And as a matter of fact, Aromo's opponent was also finalized here. So yeah, some big stuff happened at, uh, at, at the New Japan show. So definitely check it out. I'm about to say, usually we have a quiet start of the year but with AEW having like a paper on December 30th for the Wrestle Kingdom it's, yeah, it's going to be, like be insane stuff. right yeah the holidays are going to be insane so. yeah well Looking forward we to hope yeah, we hope we could do year-end predictions properly and all that lot. Uh, and I know we, we didn't do a Halloween special this year, but again, like I said, doing Halloween Havoc, I think, makes up for it. Uh, also, Dub and I talk about on Facebook and Instagram, because all good Google platforms send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. YouTube, Dub Podcast, Phil Let's Clips Podcast, got the same time you can do SoundCloud on your phone, also Spotify and iTunes, we can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that's it. Our next episode is Crown Jewel. Until then, James Rollins was joined by the mind of Monty. Monty, thank you very much. Uh, I know you're a busy, busy man, so to be able to do NXT is uh, a real pleasure here. Yes, always fun, definitely. Uh, looking forward to it every time, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to, to break down Crown Jewel. Uh, shadow of a doubt. Well, thanks for this, everybody, and bye. <laughs>